From Cerevelle Therapeutics, this is the Cerevelle Drug Hunters Podcast. Now here is your host, Cerevelle's Chief Scientific Officer, Dr. John Ranger. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast on CNS Drug Hunters. My name is Dr. John Ringer. I'm the Chief Scientific Officer at Cerevelle Therapeutics. This podcast series is dedicated to exploring in detail the inner workings and the motivators for driving the commitment of brilliant and talented CNS drug hunters that have found a career path through Cerebell, with our laboratories and offices located here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's a rare opportunity to get inside the heads of people who are ultimately responsible for bringing important new medicines to individuals with debilitating diseases of the nervous system, such as epilepsy, Parkinson's, schizophrenia, and Alzheimer's disease. Join me now in speaking with Dr. Youngmi Choi, Senior Director, Search and Evaluation, who's uh, working here at, at Cerebell Therapeutics and plays an important role in helping us identify external opportunities and partnerships and bringing in new technologies to Cerebell. So welcome, Youngmi. It's great to have you join us here today for the discussion. Welcome to the podcast series of Unraveling the Mysteries of the Brain and Getting to Better Understand CNS Drug Hunters. Thank you for inviting me, John. I'm thrilled to have this opportunity to speak with you on your Drug Hunter series and to share my experiences. Great, great. Really appreciate your time and your your willingness to share some of your background for the listeners today with the hopes that we can all better understand what it takes to be a great drug hunter and what drives your satisfaction in, in pursuing your current career choice. So to begin, maybe it would be best to have you introduce yourself, including your title, what you view as your Cerebell-specific kind of role and what you really emphasize in that role? Certainly. I am Senior Director and Head of Search and Evaluation at Cerebell. The key mission of this function is to surveil the neuroscience landscape to identify transformative programs for in-licensing and find enabling platforms that could accelerate the progress of our existing early discovery programs. So my team is composed of experienced neuroscientists dedicated to actively monitoring the CNS space and competitors in the field and evaluating external programs and technologies. So we conduct broad outreach to the external ecosystem, that is pharma, academic institutions, biotechs, incubators, and VC firms, to really keep our eyes and ears open for partnership opportunities. Great. It's a complex and then very broad uh, responsibility, so thank you for that. So one of the ways I like to kick this off, young me, is we actually go through a lightning round of questions. So I ask you some quick questions to get some idea of what you're thinking. It helps get the neurotransmitters flowing a little bit. And so just give me whatever response pops into your mind. It'll be brief. There's only five of these. So let's see where this goes. If you could be anywhere right now, where would you be and why? I would say south of Italy with my family. And the landscape is beautiful and it's very relaxing there. And the temperature is much warmer than, than Boston. <laughs> That's not hard to find, so great. If you had to choose any other career, what would that be? I would say I wish I could be a pianist. Nice. You play piano? I did when I was younger. I was forced to practice, and that's the one thing I didn't like to do, so I quit (laughs) after a year, but I definitely regret that. (laughs) All right. Still time. Still time. You got a lot of plasticity left yet, so... What is one word, or I'll give you a couple, that would, you would use to describe Cerebell? I'd say fast-paced. Great. Excellent. Who is the one person that you look up to the most and would consider role modeling? 
would say it differs if it's career-wise. I would say I know this fantastic mentor I had is a woman executive. She's CEO of a company now, and she really set a good example of how to lead. Okay, and how about your personal life then? I would say my father, and I'm going to go to a little, a little bit of detail there later on. All right, all right, great, great. Last one. So best piece of advice that you received in your career or your life that you'd like to share? To get out of your comfort zone is what one of my advisors told me early on. Great. Okay, so let's get into some questions around what it is that you do and how you think about it. Could you tell us a little bit about some of the highlights of your experiences that you've had that have shaped your career and then eventually were important in leading you here to work with us here at Cerebell? And maybe with a little bit of focus on how your childhood plans maybe have fit in or not in this career choice, and then how your educational experiences that you've had have actually helped you prepare for this role. Um, I know many chemists who say they loved running experiments as a child and always knew they wanted to become a chemist. But I have to say that choosing a major was not an easy decision for me. Um, I entered college thinking I wanted to become a chemical engineer, but my first thermodynamic engineering co course quickly squashed that plan. <laughs> um, by process of elimination of subjects I didn't enjoy, I was left with chemistry or biology. You know, but with many things in life, memorable events influence your decisions, and I was very fortunate to have a truly inspirational organic chemistry professor, um, Dr. Barry Sharpless, who is one of you know, only a handful of scientists to be honored with two Nobel Prizes. You know, he, he is not only a brilliant chemist, but a once-in-a-lifetime teacher who made organic chemistry come alive and easy to understand. And his lectures were always based on real-world examples of chemistry's impact on society, and that really convinced me that organic chemistry was my future path. And from there, graduate school and the pharmaceutical industry was a natural progression. It sounds quite simple, but in actual reality, there are you know, many obstacles. You know, being an Asian woman in a mostly male field of chemistry, you know, where egos are about synthesizing the most difficult molecule in the lab. So as an undergrad, I went to a college that was 66% male at the time, which really set me up well for competing in any challenging situation and in an industry where there was only one other female chemist in the department when I first joined the company. So it was hard to get recognition and taken seriously at first, you know, especially in the context of the differences between Western and Eastern culture. You know, but this is where I feel it's especially important to become an expert in your field and make sure that your voice is heard. So if I look back in my career, though certain events led me to this role, it, it truly fits my desire for continual learning and the ability to approach problems in a multidimensional and deliberate way. Really excellent. Thank you for sharing those experiences. Can you tell me maybe a little bit more about what it was that was foundational for you in considering you know, next steps, motivations that you had, other than thermodynamic chemistry being a little bit harder than you'd anticipated, but other, other things that you've done or experience that help you make decisions, what motivated those, and maybe as a follow-up, what is it you've learned about yourself as you kind of progress through some of these experiences that really reinforced or clarified what it was that you wanted to do? So, you know, my career choices are always based on, you know, two simple factors, keeping a learning mindset and surrounding yourself with great people. 
That is, you know, will the role enable me to continue learning new areas of science such that I can have a broader impact across the drug discovery process you know, with the hope of proving the quality of life of a patient? And also, does the environment provide focus and a sense of urgency? Because, you know, finding an effective drug is very, very difficult. So it's important to recognize that, you know, drug discovery is truly a team effort and no one alone can bring a drug to patients. So a culture of collaboration is, is critical. I was fortunate to work more than 25 years at a large multinational pharmaceutical company with significant resources and talent, and it gave me the depth and breadth of experience by working in many different disease areas. It also afforded me an opportunity to expand my role into business development, and after many years in research and leading programs, I transitioned to a niche internal ventures group led by a highly experienced female executive whose goal was you know, similar to here, and that was to identify transformative programs and platform technologies to fill the pipeline and also to build new codes. So it was really exciting to witness companies we helped start and collaborate with successfully bring a drug to market. This was really an eye-opening experience and another route besides bench work to achieve the same end goal of delivering important medicines to patients. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. Just to continue on the theme of career progression, could you tell us a little bit more about what it was that you learned that actually got you interested in coming to Cerebell? And then specifically, what was it that piqued your interest in this company when there's so many other options, obviously, available between San Francisco, Boston, some of these major hubs for doing biotech research. And then maybe also, could you tell us a little bit about your thinking on how this opportunity fit with your career plans as a great opportunity to help you in that kind of learning environment, what it is that, you know, Cerebell might present to you as a, an offering that was really part of your career development? Um, as I mentioned earlier about, you know, unexpected events in life that offer new direction, you know, I received an unexpected call from a recruiter who received my name from a mentor earlier in my career, and he persuaded me to interview at Cerebell. I like the idea of working at a biotech because of my interactions with startups in my previous position. There's a unique sense of urgency and energy that's like no other, and, you know, decisions can be made quickly. So from my interview, I could tell this was a team of smart, highly experienced, and driven scientists, and they also had an impressive pipeline and management team. I was looking for a place that I could serve many different roles, um, leveraging my past experiences to provide immediate impact. So as employee number 29, I really looked forward to building a strong team and a portfolio of programs. And as I said earlier, I'm always looking to learn some a new area, and this was certainly a new area for me. So I was very excited about joining a neuroscience company because I had not worked in that area in my previous job. So I had a lot of learning in that regard. Great. So just to follow on that, what has your experience at Cerebell been like so far, and has the expectation that you originally had been filled, or what is it that you've experienced that was completely unanticipated? So I, I believe I was spot on in my first impression of Cerebell. I mean, we have an incredibly sharp and hardworking team, and there's deep respect for each other. In my function, you know, we have to sift through an ocean of scientific information, new technology and industry news, etc. Yet there's always someone knowledgeable that you can brainstorm with. And I, I love that I can ask colleagues a question and everyone responds back immediately, you know, with really insightful feedback. You know, I couldn't have hoped for a better environment to be creative, think strategically, and bring a, a drug to market. And I believe that if there's any team that will be successful, it, it's group. 
Really cool, thank you for that. So at this point, maybe change a little bit off of the previous course and let's talk a little bit about you personally and what it is that, that inspires you. So as you've alluded to, there's a lot of challenges. It's a difficult business. What is it that gets you up in the morning to come in and keep working at these tough hurdles? What is it that you think about when you're coming in um, that motivates you, that gets you really revved up for the day? So you really need strong perseverance and grit to work in drug discovery. But I enjoy this challenge, and I really draw inspiration from my father. He escaped to, to South Korea, so he was actually from North Korea when he was a young adult, and he lost his entire family in the war. So imagine having to fend for yourself at 18, yet he was resourceful and joined the South Korean Army where he became an interpreter for an American officer. So returning to my theme of uh, life-changing events, it, it's through his friendship with this American officer that he came to, to New York City to earn his degree in civil engineering and subsequently brought us to the U.S. The odds of success here, I expect, would be considered low. However, my father exhibited um, great courage to press forward, and, and so in challenging times, I always think of him, how he would have persevered, and his expectation of me to make a positive impact in the world. So I can't think of a better way to pay respects to both my father and our family friend than to play a role in improving human health. Wow, it's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. Next topic I want to get to is creativity and the role that it plays in the job that you do here. And so, as you know, you know we have to always face really challenging obstacles we have to come up with new ideas and solutions that no one else has ever considered because the, the things that we do are so cutting edge. And it, it's a case where it's not just one answer either, right? We have to continue to kind of rethink what we're doing. We have to continually respond and, and overcome. So what is your source for creativity? When you feel like everything has been stacked against you and you have to come up with these, these really out-of-the-box solutions, you have to really dedicate yourself and your experience to, to the problems you're trying to overcome. What is the path that you have for solving those problems and then finding those new ways to get over those boundaries? I think organic chemistry itself and medicinal chemistry really epitomizes creativity and artistry. So, so you are essentially designing molecules that never existed before based on multifactorial data that need to be assimilated into a hypothesis. And every molecule synthesized either confirms or negates your theory, and you need to reinvent the next set of molecules. I think an excellent medicinal chemist never runs out of the next big idea since it could be the drug to save someone. So the concept itself is quite ex exhilarating. So you're always ready to try again, despite a lot of failures. And this training you receive as a medicinal chemist sets you up for many other roles, as it's all about being tactical, thinking analytically, and solving problems. When I'm stumped, I like to talk it through with someone, and it helps provide clarity to the problem and a different perspective. So I'm a great believer of hearing diverse opinions to arrive at the best solution. And so, you know, this is how I'd like to, uh, to run programs and how we think about bringing in licensing opportunities as well. Really good. So we all need to be trained as organic chemists, it sounds like. Is that the secret sauce? <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell me a little bit about what your long-term goals are, what your vision is for 10 years and, and beyond, where you're really thinking about what it is you want to achieve 
and then maybe speak to it kind of dually, both in terms of your career and then also maybe your personal life? So my ultimate career goal is, is, I think, similar to everybody here, and that is to bring effective drugs that will make a meaningful difference to patients' lives. So in my role as head of search and evaluation, I can enable this by working in collaboration with the various functions in our organization to build a robust pipeline of innovative programs along with breakthrough technology or tools to accelerate drug discovery. So I, I want to continue to apply my unique strategic business perspective and breadth of research experience to the process of drug discovery. And I, as I said earlier, I can't think of a better place to achieve this goal than with my colleagues here at Saravel. Great, great. Thank you. We're getting to the end. I can't believe that the time's almost over already, but I have one final question for you. And that is, you know, for, for people that aren't familiar with what it is that we do here at Cerebell or in pharmaceutical industry in general, what is it that you would most want them to understand or that they might not be able to find on Google that you'd think that they might not be able to appreciate? And then when you look at your career and thinking about, you know, the things that you've experienced, what is it you want others to understand, and what is it that's something that maybe that surprised you along the way that you'd never anticipated that was actually something that you learned that was really pleasant? That's a tough question because I think you could find all the answers in Google. <laughs> but what I hope the audience will take away is how dedicated and hardworking drug developers are and how it takes a team to accomplish our goals. Now, I feel that neuroscientists are getting closer to understanding the molecular mechanisms involved in diseases of the brain, as well as the advancement of new tools to help discover more effective, safe drugs and guide clinical studies. So during drug development, especially for CNS diseases, is you know one of the most challenging scientific endeavors. But there are many truly committed people who drive to push the frontiers of science to bring much-needed medicines. I can imagine a future where we can diagnose neurological and psychiatric diseases using definitive markers of disease, so we're matching that condition with the optimal treatment available. Now, AI machine learning is another transformative tool, which is still in its infancy in how we apply it to drug discovery. But you know, this is another space that I think will transform drug development. So I see a lot of hope in the future for neuroscience and, and glad to be part of the team. Excellent. So young me, I really have enjoyed our time together today. And I want to thank you again for your time. But even more so, I want to thank you for sharing your personal experiences, your perspectives with us as a chemist and, and now as somebody that's doing an amazing amount of work in search and eval. And I want to really thank you for your dedication to discovering new medicines on behalf of the patients that we know are relying on us every day to do our best and to work as quickly as possible that are seeking new treatments that will help restore their lives and be meaningful options for them to have a better opportunity as they live their life. So thank you for bringing your talents, your experience, and I'll really appreciate that. Thank you, John. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's podcast on CNS Drug Hunters, a podcast series dedicated to giving everyone a rare opportunity to get inside the heads of people who are ultimately responsible for bringing important new medicines to individuals with debilitating diseases of the nervous system. With that, be well, everyone, and I look forward to being with you next time. Now let's go find some drugs.